Kia ora, everyone. How are you doing? You know, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. In another version, it says you will obey my commandments. When I read this verse, it raises three things for me. Number one, what are Christ's commandments? Uh, number two, do I keep them? And then if I don't, number three, do I truly really love Christ? Because this verse to me seems to imply that love for Christ is evidenced. How? By keeping his commands. Of course, we keep his commands, not so he will love us, but because he has loved us. We're not serving him so we can earn brownie points from God. We, we, we serve him because it's out of that love for him that we, we serve. In other words, if love is the root, obedience is the fruit. So if we're to keep Christ's commandments, if we're to keep Christ's teachings, what actually are they? Well, it's not too hard to find out because pretty much in most modern Bibles or apps, everything Jesus said is in red. And so we're going to do some red letter Sundays as we let Jesus speak. In Matthew 7 verse 1, Jesus said, do not judge. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Let Jesus speak. You know, the word judge used here in the original language, it's a very strong word. It means to condemn, to punish, to avenge, to damn, to decree, to determine something about somebody or something, to call into question, to sentence. It's a heavy word, judge not. Have you uh, ever judged a situation or something or someone and just got it wrong? Like, just got it so wrong? I'm ashamed to admit I, I have. I've got things so wrong about people and things so many times. Like I said, I'm ashamed to admit it. I, I remember I lived in India with um, my family for many years as missionaries. There I, I, I remember driving down a, a very narrow street called MG Road in the city of Pune. And as I was driving down the road, this, this, it was a one-way street. This black van with tinted windows pulled out in front of me and blocked, blocked the road. If you know anything about Indian traffic, it is just absolutely insane. It is, uh, it is crazy. It's not like New Zealand where if someone did that, maybe three or four cars uh, would back up behind you. I'm talking about motorcycles, buses, everything was backed up behind me. I was right in the front of the line and this van just stopped 
in the middle of the road, blocking any of us from getting through. And so I'm starting to get mad. I'm like, what is this guy doing? What actually is he doing? And I'm starting to get furious. I'm going, this guy is is uh, is crazy. And so I'm wondering what he's doing. He's sitting there for ages. I'm starting to get mad. I'm thinking, what what what's going uh, going on here? And so uh, slow, after a little while, I slowly start to see the window rolling down. I thought, okay, this guy's going to say something. He's going to get, you know, this is road. I'm sorry to admit it, but it was just some road rage was happening right there and then. And as the window rolled down, I'm getting ready to say something or uh, wave something that I probably shouldn't. And uh, as the window rolled down, I recognized the guy behind the tinted windows. He was a chap from the church that I was a part of over there in India. And when I talked to him and later, he was waving at me out the window and he said, brother, as I, was, as I pulled out, I saw you. And he's like, I, I, I just started waving and I was like, praise the Lord, brother. And uh, then I realized after a while, you couldn't see me through the glass. And so I wound the window down. I judged that situation so wrong. I, I was at a conference in Auckland a few years ago when it was the time just before the next uh, session. And so you're, you're just uh, looking around, just waiting for the next session to start. And I was looking towards the stage and uh, there I saw that they were about to do an item. They were getting ready for that. And there was uh, four women uh, singers who were uh, about to go up on stage. They were obviously, you know, holding mics and whatever. And, and I knew they were going to be doing a, a song as such. And so the first three went up. And then the fourth one, I could see she was wearing very high heels. And so as I looked at her, I, I approached the stage. She needed to get somebody to help her get up onto the stage. She couldn't get the high heels as she was uh, walking up there. She couldn't, she couldn't get up on stage without assistance. And so I, I couldn't, it's just the way my brain goes. Uh, it was just, it's like, what is she doing? Couldn't she have worn better shoes than that? I was like, this is absolutely uh, ridiculous. I was like, lady, just wear <laughs> some normal shoes and avoid um, all uh, the drama. Anyway, the item started and it was a great item. It was um, on being an overcomer. So they're singing this song about being an overcomer and it was good. It was great. And uh, But sort of halfway through the song, the music died down, the lights changed and suddenly a video began to play on the back of the screen. And as the video came up, I noticed it was one one of the ladies who was singing on stage and she began to tell her uh, story of how she had overcome and she started sharing about a situation that she went through with uh, uh, her baby where she almost lost her her baby but they, they overcame that situation and then as that video finished uh, another video started of the second uh, lady that was on stage and she shared the story how she was recently married and uh, her and her husband were in a car accident and he became a paraplegic um, or, or uh, uh, disabled through that car accident and their whole story of how they were to overcome. And then the uh, next video was the, the third singer uh, on, the, uh, on the stage telling another uh, story and, and tragedy and difficulty that they walk, uh, walked through and how they'd overcome. And then uh, the fourth video came up, which was the lady in the high heels, and they began to tell their or her story. And her story was one where she was diagnosed with cancer in the 
uh, in the leg. And uh, actually, in the end, her leg had to be amputated. And that's, um, uh, she was, actually, that was not her real leg. So I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, what have I uh, just said? The reason she had difficulty uh, walking up onto stage was not because of her high heels, but because of her prosthetic leg that she was wearing. I want to tell you, in that moment, I didn't feel like an overcomer. I felt like dumb and dumber, just right there and right then. And I, I felt the Lord say to me in that moment, you, Adam, judged, yes, I'm ashamed to admit it, uh, you, Adam, judged too quickly. Do not judge. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Judge not. So I need and maybe you do too to let Jesus speak these words to our heart and to our lives to let them maybe serve as a warning to you and me to not be too hasty with our words, to not be too hasty with our thoughts, maybe even on our interactions with social media, maybe we need to be a lot more careful before we type that in or before we give our opinion on this and that. Maybe we should take these things as just a warning to our lives to not be so quick to judge. I just want to say judging is not a spiritual gift. Some people think judging is their ministry. In fact, I, I, in all honesty, some people have made it their ministry and they uh, make their income from uh, uh, judging other people. I'm just saying let's be careful. Let's consider the words of Christ. Let's let Jesus speak to this area of our lives. You know, I don't use the message Bible very Often, but I love how it paraphrases this passage in Matthew, these words of Jesus. Here's how the message puts it Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. It says, Don't pick on people. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. Boomeranging. It has a way of coming back. It's, it, it's, easy, it's easy to see the smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face, and then you might be fit 
to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Ouch. You know, when Jesus is speaking that passage in Matthew, he actually asks questions. They're not just statements that he's saying. He's asking questions of us. He says this, why do you? Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Why do you do that? Why do I do that? Is it pride? Is it insecurity? Is there what's going to do? Do I do I always need to have my say? Why is it that I do that? Do I always need to have my say? Do I always need to give my thoughts on something? Why do I do that? He then asks another question: How can you say to your brother, "Let me take the speck of your"? out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your eye. How, how, how can you say that kind of thing? Why do you do that kind of things? And I've got to be honest, as I'm sure if you're asking that same question right now, sometimes I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. And so my heart this morning is, is that I pray today that we would let Jesus speak, that we would... Let this passage, that we would let Jesus speak to our heart and to our life and to our, to our conscience and challenge us maybe to do life a bit different. And challenge us maybe to do social media a bit different. Maybe as Jesus speaks, we, we, can, we can say to him, help me, Lord, under... Understand that before we deal with the speck, sawdust, or splinter in the other's eye, that we make sure we've addressed the plank, the log, the beam in our own. You know, may we, as we walk this path, as we, we seek to obey your commands, as we seek to love and uh, follow, follow your teaching especially in this area of our life, would you help us? Because if you're like me, you know it sure is not an easy thing to do. But would you say, Lord, today, help me. Help me. Help me to, to, to not be one of those people. Help me to be who are constantly aware that when I'm looking at the speck, the sawdust, the splinter in someone else's eye, that I might very well have a plank, a log, a beam in my, own, in my own eye. Now, of course, when we talk about this, we've, we can't leave this question unanswered. The question being, was Jesus saying or is Jesus saying in this passage? Is Jesus saying in this passage that we can, we can never make judgments about anything or anyone? I mean, that's an important question, especially in the day and age that we, we live in. So, so, so is Jesus saying in this passage, we, we can't make judgments about anything or anyone? It really is an important question. And it's an important question that we will look at next week as we dig a little deeper into the subject. 
But as I close today, I don't want to close without asking. I don't know where this message will reach. I don't know who's watching. But as I close, I want to ask you today, do you need to give your life to Christ? Do you need to get right with God today? You might be watching and going, well, Pastor, you don't know how bad I am. Here's the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel is not how bad you are. The good news of the gospel is how good God is. It's what He has done for you. Listen, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us can make it. That's the beauty of Christianity. It's not man trying to reach up to God. It's God has reached down to man. He made a rescue plan, a way where there seemed to be no way. Do you need to get right with God today? In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if that's you and you're saying, man, yeah, that, I, I, I definitely need to get right with God today. I want you to join me wherever you are in this prayer. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, and repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Today I turn from my sins and turn towards God. Be my Lord and my Savior from this day forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, as we close today, why don't you stand wherever you are that I can pronounce a blessing over you and your family. And remembering these words I'm saying are not just the words of a hit song. They are ancient words, thousands of years old. Uh, let me speak them over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.